Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Hello, and welcome to the Modernize or Die podcast, CFML News Edition. It is April 11th, 2023. This is episode 191. My name is Eric Peterson, and joining me today is Dan Card. How are you doing, hey, Dan? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's finally warm where I live. It's been yes, snowing for actually, the last week, and now it's 70. So who knows what's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Here in the Northeast, it is finally also. It's like above, it was like above 70 today, and then it's supposed to be like 80 or 90 by, or not, not 90, but 80, I think, by Friday. So it was good. Easter came, and the season changed. It was cool. That's right. Well, we want to start today by thanking our sponsor, Order Solutions, the makers of all your favorite box products. You can uh, say thank you in a few ways. You can like and subscribe these videos on YouTube, star and fork our our repos on GitHub, subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app of choice, and leave us a great review. Sign up for a free or paid account on CFCast, which releases new content every week. Go shop at our awesome Box Life store and rep some Awesome Ordis swag, or buy one of Ordis's books like 102 Colbox Quick Tips and Tricks, or learn modern CFML in 100 minutes. Or you can come to Into the Box this May, in person only. We'll talk about that more in our conferences section. That is true. That's true. Also, you can be one of our Patreon supporters. We have 40, uh, 41 uh, Patreons currently. Uh, the website for that is patreon.com slash Solutions, and they are just invaluable for uh, basically all the stuff that Ordis does, you know, everything from the open, the, the open source platforms we have to sponsor the podcast. But again, more on that later. And our adjective uh-huh. of the day for our Patreons is caring, our caring Patreon supporters. Now I know what that notation means. I just thought that it was us giving like, you know, plat- not platitudes, but just, you know, words of affirmation on the thing. But you're right. that They, they should be said out loud a lot more often. They are very caring. <laughs> well, let's jump into some news and announcements. What do you got for us, Dan? Well, we got a couple things. First of all, uh, the state of the the state of the CF Union 2023 is released. Now, this is, is a survey. Um and it is actually really important, not just for, for, for providers of cold fusion, but even just knowing kind of like what the community is doing and what they um, and what's happening in it. Um, you know, if nothing else, what are the questions, you know, you, want, you know, um, that you get with cold fusion is, you know, who's using it or everything else. And this kind of gives an idea of that or a small pick, a, a, a small piece of that. And the more the larger the number of people in the cold fusion community that actually do the CF union, the better the products are and the tools and the open source source libraries that that providers create. Because um, it gives a better idea of who's using what versions and what um, JavaScript libraries are being used or different frameworks or whatever. So, uh, yeah, the website for that is up on the website. Uh, TerraTech is one of the main sponsors for that. I think the, the main sponsor of that, which is a huge service that they do. Um, there's also another state of, state of state of the union, which is the state of the, of the JavaScript union. And um, that is actually stateofjs.com. And then if you want to do the English version, it's slash en hyphen us. And that is the state of the JS 2023 as well. So two state ofs, which you can contribute to. It's always very interesting to me to look at like past state of the JavaScript unions, because it is 
changed so dramatically in just you know three four years. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see where the tools and technologies we like rank. You know, is React still king? Where's Alpine JS in that? Is jQuery still running? You know, twenty percent of websites. I don't know. Go go add your data there. <laughs> it would be interesting to have on the on the uh, on the state of sort of like a like a prediction session. What do you think is going to be the best JavaScript library coming up in the next three years or whatever? And just kind of see how they age. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that'd be funny. All right, let's uh, talk about some new releases and updates then. In case you missed it, Ordis released a Chat GPT powered documentation site. You can access it at chatgpt.ordersolutions.com. You can ask any questions that you would expect to find over in our Git books. And we have trained the model on most of those Git books. And you can find answers to your questions. Again, that's chatgpt.ordersolutions.com. And uh, yeah, this is a really fun uh, dive into AI and machine learning. It's also kind of fun to put in random questions. I think Daniel Garcia the other day put in, you know, who is Luis Mahano? And it came back with Luis Mahano is the man, which I don't think was actually in our documentation. It's more implied than said, but I thought it was really kind of intuitive of the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the engine to really come back and affirm that. It's very cool. Well, all right. In case I, you missed it, sorry, I just ahead. asked who is Eric Peterson, and it said I don't know. So that's fair. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's good. There's there, there's the Luis answer. There's the Eric answer, and then there's who is Dan Card, and then it's like, oh damn, I'm just kidding. It's all right. Uh, yeah, that we kind of yeah. Sometimes you don't want to Google yourself or chat P, chat GPT. You may get actual answers. That's rough. <laughs> All right. Well, in case you missed it, last week was the Adobe Cold Fusion. Or sorry, this actually is not what I thought it was. The Adobe Cold Fusion 2023 public beta is now on Forgebox. Um, so the uh, Adobe Cold Fusion 2023 is in public beta. Um, it's on Forgebox, as I just said. You can test it out using Command Box or um, either either Command Box servers or Docker containers. Uh, which one do you which one do you use? CF Engine equals Adobe at 2023-beta, um, and then you just start up a new server and see what happens. It's one of the it's one of the most amazing things about command box is just spinning up different versions. You can kind of see how your site's going to run on different, uh, you know, di- um, different versions of the, of the server, Lucy, Adobe, whatever. And now you can do it on beta as a preview. Um, some more information on that on Brad's Twitter account. So BDW429S, and I'm putting the link in there. And the links in the note in the notes. We have right, really... this one I'm really fascinated by. Yeah, ahead, sorry. Uh, I. I had trouble figuring out where to put this in our show because it was a new release, a great blog post, and also a great new, you know, like Forgebox module, sort of. Um, so this is the CFML Jupiter kernel released by James Steinshauer. Uh, for those of you that have are wondering what's a Jupiter kernel, Jupiter is a like a notebook format that includes runnable code. Um, I think that's the simplest that. I understand it, but uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. So let's uh, switch over to a screen here. Zoom in for all the folks at home. So here we are mixing Markdown with these code blocks. These code blocks, though, are running all together. So while you see uh, my variable equals hello world and then outputting that with CF output and then uppercasing it, like all this can change if I change... 
the variable at the top to say hello, see if I'm on news. Go ahead and run that. And we should start seeing the output change. So it's a runnable, there's a Docker container backing this. There's a really neat example of using SQLite and um, the SQLite jar, Lucy's ability to define a data source just as a struct. And he actually does queries inserting and, and looping over the record set here in this document. So wow. um, this is some crazy work. I'm not even sure I understand all the fun stuff we can do with it. I do know that there's a lot of Jupyter's support in VS Code, and I am assuming that this is going to be able to underpin that. So again, there's a wonderful blog that goes through this much better than I did uh, by Jason, and we will for sure include that link in the show notes. But yep, uh, it's awesome work. Can't wait to play around more with it. Seriously, I actually teach a college a, a college uh, course where we actually use Cold Fusion as one of the basis. It's a database implementation course, and I'm thinking that this would greatly enhance some of the documents because instead of actually describing what everything is that's supposed to happen, you can actually just show it um, right there. So I think that that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I love the fact that I mean it, it's running right there. So like. If you change something, you don't have to go make sure all the examples update, you know, <laughs> right. yes. or if there's a problem or if you want to experiment, you can do it all right there in the notebook. So that's pretty awesome. And I'm excited to, again, play with this more. Yeah, no, agreed. That's one of the biggest problems is that, I mean, that's that's exactly it, because I have, you know, several documents that all have like the you know documentation as you go through the course. And then you do an update and you realize that a variable name changed in week five. And then you're like, oh, sorry, I just basically gave you a bad example. So and you're right. Having there's, to that kind of stuff. there's ways to do, um, I think he called them magic commands. So he uses mm. like the dollar install to install mm -hmm. uh, something in command box and dollar load jar to load like a class that you just put in. Um, I could assume that we could get something like dollar test box, you know, and we, now we can yeah. be showing tests and running tests inside a notebook. Um, well, I think interactively. that he was using that install to load stuff from ForgeBox as well. So it wasn't even just jars. Yeah. It was uh, so uh, yes. Okay, okay. There you go. Not, uh, not uh, you know, it's actually stuff from ForgeBox as well as jars and everything else, which is just amazing. Yeah. So great, great stuff. Hopefully, we get to put this to good use in some of our trainings coming up. Agreed. Agreed. That's awesome. Uh, there's just, I don't know. There's so much cool stuff in the world. It's <laughs> stupid, finite brain and time. Very annoying. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. All right. Coming up on April 18th, we have, uh, this is webinar, webinars, meetups, and workshops. Um, on the 18th of April uh, in 75. Oh, no, wait, no, that's a different thing. That's the was it Longfellow poem about Paul Revere? Anyway, April 18th, coming up, 2023 at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That's 1 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, Mark Takata from Adobe is going to be doing a webinar on exploring APIs, building applications with Cold Fusion, REST, and GraphQL. Um, it says in this session, Mark Takata will demonstrate the power of Cold Fusion's data access capabilities by building three different applications. These applications will include a Google Translate clone, a low-code contacts manager, and an ETL workflow that integrates no SQL with a relational database. No, that's pretty cool. Mark will use a combination of built-in cold fusion tooling and freely available third-party integrations to build these applications. 
providing attendees with valuable insights into ColdFusion's API and data access development capabilities. All cold samples will be available uh, following the talk on GitHub, and you can kickstart your own version of the apps based on that. That looks pretty cool. I know yeah. very little about GraphQL, so it'd be kind of fun to go see that. Yeah, GraphQL seems to be something that Adobe is focusing a lot on, and I'm curious mm -hmm. to see how it works out for them. Um, I feel like mm -hmm. GraphQL has not gotten the traction that everybody thought it would when it was announced. Right. And as somebody who's tried to make GraphQL work in CFML, uh, it's a lot more complicated on the back end than the front end. <laughs> so gotcha. it might not be worth that squeeze. So anyway, I'm nope. curious to see what Adobe comes up with. Gotcha. Nope, that's cool. I know very little about it, except that it's like a query language, isn't it? Like, like basically, it's like writing a query that hits your API for certain things? Yeah, they have their own query language, their own typing language, and... Uh, mm -hmm. It's really made for graph structured data, and not a lot of our apps do that. But uh, you know, if you run a social network, <laughs> there you go. Well, okay. I, I, sorry, I was going to go back and make a. Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? MySpace reference that was built in Cold Fusion, but I don't think I don't, I don't think I don't think the, the the language was why it lost market share. So, no, anyway. no. <laughs> All right, let's go on to some CFCast updates. First off, I'm very excited to announce this. There are some new features on CFCast, ones that you probably uh, didn't recognize because nothing visually changed, but the search is now powered by Elasticsearch, and it has drastically increased relevance. Mm -hmm. um, we heard you loud and clear. We were not happy with the search either. You'd often search for like the cold box masterclass type those words in and nothing would come back. It was embarrassing. Right. We, we, uh, we've improved it. You know, it was one of those launch fast that worked for our first 30, 40, 50 videos. And then now we're up to close to 800. We needed something better. So, um, seriously, it's 800 videos on CFcast. Uh, close to that. Yep. I could go count the actual ones. I could be wrong. Well, I that might, take, that might take a little time. You know. <laughs> oh, no, you just go down to the bottom. 700, sorry, 702. Oh, sweet. So the but search you know what? Round is, up from, what was from that? 700. You round up to 800. That makes sense. <laughs> well, I can round up when I get to 750, right? Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, it depends. So it, the new search is available in the nav bar at the top and on the browse page. Uh, it hasn't quite made it to the series page, but again, that's a much smaller uh, data source to go look through, but go try it now. Um, in fact, I'll kind of give a little demo. One of my favorite things is, you know, now if I type in command box, I'm getting the command box here to hero workshop. That didn't really work before. Um, but I also get things like command box basics in the cold box class, but maybe I want something that Gavin taught about command box. And now mm -hmm. look at that. The, f the first few are all about Gavin, the top one deploying command box containers. Awesome. Much better search. We hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. <laughs> now, Forgebox is using Elasticsearch as well because I remember I actually did did some some some, yes. some of the same type of searching and it was working much better than it was before as well. So that's right. Sweet, cool stuff. Um, so that was the feature update. As far as uh, content update, we had two more command box videos come out. We had mod CFML with Nginx and security client cert auth. You can check both those out in our Mastering Command Box 5 
series. And then if you search any of those terms, they're going to come up now. So yeah, nice. It all ties together. It's really good. (laughs) That's right. Coming soon. We still got more command box videos as well as the cold box elixir and the nurse JS series on the docs. Cool. Sounds good. Um, no, you said, sorry. <laughs> Come soon. Yeah, Brad's coming in with more uh, more command, command box videos, uh, Forge Box and Vegas Code Pack, uh, podcast snippets in the videos. Um, we have an Elixir. Did you just say this? No, you didn't. Sorry. Uh, Cold Box Elixir series, basically from you, uh, which I'm looking forward to a lot because Elixir looks like it's one of those things that's going to be really powerful. Not going to be, is really powerful, but I'm not quite sure how to get started. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then also getting started with Inertia JS uh, from you as well. Which will be good. And you there obviously means Eric, since we're doing this together. All right. Conversation training. Okay. The first one up we have is Jay on the beach, which last week I mistakenly mistakenly called John on the beach because J-O-N, Jay on the beach. I see it. Yes. Um, John the beach. Um, <laughs> this is a... I like it. It's titled Bringing DevOps, Devs, and Data Scientists Together Around Big Data. This is May 10th through the 12th in Malaga, Spain. You can find more information at jonthebeach.com or johnthebeach.com. Johnthebeach.com. They should have like like a new a new logo, basically. This guy named John that they just kind of, you know, he's he's their, their spokesperson. And he's like wearing a bathing suit and like a, I don't know, whatever. Just, that could get weird. Never mind. Forget it. All right. Uh, moving well, on. What else next, we have going on? <laughs> next we have Vue.js Live. This is May 12th and 15th online and in London. You can learn more at Vue.js.live.com. And then our favorite event, Dan. Yes. Coming up, Into the Box, 2023, 10th edition. Uh, middle of May, May 17th through 19th, 2023, this year. Uh, the conference is going to be held in the Woodlands, which is which is just north of Houston in Texas, um, in the U.S., just to kind of round that out. Uh, this year, we'll continue the tradition of training and offering pre-conference hands-on tra- training day on the 17th of May. Our live mariachi band, uh, we're back at our spring schedule. The weather is beautiful in the Woodlands. It will not melt you as it does in August. Um, and this year is our 10th, 10th, 10th anniversary. You might even have two live bands and a lot more. Now, as Eric mentioned before, it's in-person only. There's no streaming option. Um, the I do believe that the keynotes are going to be live streamed, but none of the sessions. Is that right? Yes, that's, that's I... correct. Okay. Cool. Good. <laughs> uh, and and now, anyway, public knowledge. Good. All right. So the website to go check out is intothebox.org and, uh, or the ITB23 Eventbrite site, but go to in, I'm into the box.org and you'll be able to get it that way. That's right. And uh, don't forget our awesome workshops the day before the conference on May 17th. We have a seat in all of them right now. We have async programming and scheduling, full stack, build, deploy, log, and monitor your web applications, reactive front ends with CFML, CBWire, and Alpine.js, test box, getting started with BDD and TDD, and building the REST API for the modern developer some awesome uh, workshops before the conference kicks off. So we hope to see you at one of those. That's cool. Again, there's just so much, so much to know. Um, That's all good. All right. Uh, After into the box, you can, uh, you know, stay down around Houston, move a little bit East and go into new Orleans for viewconf.us jazz mm-hmm. code and view. 
That's May 24th through the 26th. I love it. You can find out more at viewconf.us. And if you're on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, Sea of Camp is coming on June 22nd and 23rd, the Munich airport in Freising. The speakers Mm -hmm. are being announced and published on their websites. You can go to cfcamp.org slash sessions.html, and you can see some of their sessions up right now. I don't believe this is all of their sessions, but it is a good handful. You can see what's going on. Yeah. So uh, uh, Luis is speaking on CB security, Mm -hmm. and you're speaking on CB Playwright, basically, which is like uh, unit tests on for front end using TestBox, right? Uh, That, yep. And I'm also speaking on CB Inertia. Very cool. And you are speaking about React in CFML, is that right? I am. Basically, it's a, it's a, how to put a React front end using Create React app and using uh, Coldbox as an API and making the two work together. So, Awesome. It'll be fun. Actually, I'm looking forward to it. I've never been to Germany before. It was wonderful when I went last. I mean, it's been four years now, but it was great. So I'm excited to get back. That's awesome. Uh, Ordis is planning to do some workshops before on the June 21st. Uh, we are currently finalizing those workshop topics. So keep your ears open to this podcast and you'll hear it first. There we go. Cool. All right. If you're looking for more conferences, this site has a huge number of conferences for almost any language or community. That's comps.tech. And there's also a GitHub site, uh, which we're posting right here. Uh, That has a bunch of developer conferences and the agendas that are on there. So it's github.com slash scrawly, S-C-R-A-L-Y slash developers, hyphen conferences, hyphen agenda, or probably better, just look at the show notes. Oh, cool stuff. All right, blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. We've got a, a bunch of different ones. Yeah, actually, yeah, and very much different people as well, which is good. I mean, the same people are awesome, but I like having a diversion of people, you know, a diversity of people that are out there for viewpoints and things. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. All right, first up, we have Nolan Irk. He published a Cold Fusion Summit East 2023 recap. Um, I'm not going to spoil that for him. Go ahead and take it out. He goes over some of the sessions he really liked though on the at the conference, as well as a great sushi dinner he had. <laughs> oh, nice. That's funny. I, I'm just laughing. We were at, at Whole Foods last night, and my son was convinced he wanted this huge thing of sushi. And so I was like, all right, because I was, I was going to get one. We got one for him, and knowing in my head, I was probably going to have sushi for lunch today because what he didn't eat. So we get home, and he's like, "Yeah, I just want the mac and cheese from the hot bar." And this, so this big thing of sushi is now sitting in my fridge, waiting for, <laughs> waiting for lunch. I'm very excited about this. Anyway, random thoughts. Okay. Uh, next up, we have a blog from Jim Jurista. Common issues when migrating to Cold Fusion 2021. Um, he had, I believe, four points, maybe five, that he. It was really great. It was listed out the the issue that he found, the symptom, the resolution, and a reference to it. Like it was, I I could use a lot more of these guides. So uh, if you awesome. have uh, had issues and you're looking for some fixes, or you're looking into migrating to Cold Fusion 2021, go ahead and check out his article. He goes through problems Sweet. with SQL types, date format changes, uh, JSON parsing changes, query queries, and performance monitoring. Nice. That's awesome. And it's on Medium, so not necessarily a Cold Fusion-specific one. That's actually in a more, I don't want to say mainstream, but you know what I mean. Basically, it's a very, very, you know, wide publication site, and that's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, okay. 
Uh, also, I have lost my place completely. All right, so Ben Nadell, uh, another blog post on here using navigator.sendbeacon to publish analytics back to ColdFusion. So he was talking, let's see, um, the whole topic here basically was uh, a was a, a topic by Sasha Shinkevich talking about browser APIs that you may not know about. Because, I, I, yeah, I've never heard of SendBeacon before. Um, and that, that discussion, she mentioned the Beacon API is a means to efficiently and predictably send analytics data back to the server. Um, good, this is good. Ben had, had never heard of it either. Uh, so he put together basically, as, as Ben does, basically a whole demo on basically how to do it, which looks really cool. Um, yeah, so you can imagine, in the end of the day, this is a post request to your server. You see it in the network tab and everything, mm -hmm. but it solves the issue of a lot of the times you want to send the analytics data, one, um, without blocking anything, and two, when they're done on the page, like they're navigating mm -hmm. somewhere else. Well, if they navigate, the browser may stop your network request, right? Because they're leaving the page. Sure. Why keep doing it? So the send right. beacon is out of that process. It's not tied to the page. It's guaranteed to be attempted to send, you know? Okay. Um, so that's that's the benefit of using SendBeacon. Um, so if you're running some of your own analytics, this is a great one to use instead of, you know, a fetch or a jQuery Ajax or, you know, even, what is it? XML, HTTP request, whatever the actual <laughs> thing built into mm -hmm. JavaScript is, so... And I bet that if you're using a third-party analytics, you know, Google Analytics, Sentry on the client, any of that, I bet they're using SendBeacon under the hood. Which makes sense. Cool. Very cool. All right. And back to CF Summit East, we have some slides posted uh, from Brian. I could not find a last name for Brian. He is at uh, Hoya Haxa on Twitter, which I probably pronounced that incorrect as well. But he talked about um, encryption, code ciphers, and cold fusion, what they don't want you to know. I wonder who they is in this case. You know who they is. It's them. They're out there. <laughs> Much like the truth. <laughs> yeah, Brian basically is a single-name person. Even his Twitter page doesn't really have a last name. He is just known as Brian. Yeah, I couldn't find that on his website or Twitter or so, you know. I tried to go to the CF Summit uh, East webpage, but it's gone now because <laughs> the event's passed. So I don't know. Hey, Brian, if you're listening, you can give us your last name. And we'll update it to people. Or you can re remain. I was going to say, or don't and just, you know, <laughs> see what happens. All right. Let's actually see what we can do. Okay. So Hoya Hoax, Hoya Haxa. Maybe he went to Georgetown. Uh, Georgetown Hoyas. What is a Haxa? I don't know. Maybe he's a, he's a programmer and he's just hacking away at stuff. And that's like a phonetic lead way of saying things. I have no clue. Uh, anyway, it's a good, it's a good article anyway. So definitely read that. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all for the blog, blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. Let's talk about finding a job. <laughs> this week it. on Get CFML Jobs, we have one new job, a remote position with General Dynamics. A cold fusion full-time developer. If you're looking for other jobs, there is a jobs channel in the CFML Slack and the Box Team Slack as well. Where is that located? That one job. It actually doesn't say. Is it is it remote? It is a remote position, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um interesting. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, they mentioned cold fusion and Lucy, UI development, so jQuery, bootstrap, HTML, JavaScript. Some MVC experience, top-notch troubleshooting skills. That's always good. Um, 
and the ability to obtain a VA position of public trust, medium background investigation to obtain a public trust clearance. I do not know what that means, but uh, good luck to anyone that actually is going for it. That's really awesome. Cool. Is, uh, is, VA, is VA Veterans Affairs? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. It just said VA. Uh, VA position. I would assume so. Um, but I think I didn't get the sense on the beginning of this was all right. Well, oh, General Dynamics. That's a um, that's a private company. So maybe they just do a lot of work with the VA. General Dynamics. It sounds like one of the, like a defense firm. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't know either. Anybody know in the chat? Put it in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be among the first 25 applicants. See who what General Dynamics is hired for the role. Anyway, there are the jobs listed on jobs listed on LinkedIn as well. So cool. All right. Jumping into our fourth box. Blind while you're on LinkedIn. Yeah. Jumping into our fourth box module of the week. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm stretching a bit to make this a Forge Box module. It is the CFML Jupiter kernel we talked about. Um, it is not technically on Forge Box, but it is powered by Command Box. So I thought, yeah, we'll make it work. So in the show notes, we have links to Jason's article, the GitHub repo he has, and there is a site called mybinder.org, which is a place that you can run and test out these notebooks. So I've linked to his sample notebook there. And on our VS Code hit tip and trick of the week, there were some updates here in March to GitHub Copilot that I thought were interesting. It's technically on the Insiders build, uh, so you have to get an invite to that. But I wanted to show it on the screen for those of you watching, and I'll describe it for the rest of you. They have added an in-editor... Humble brag that Eric was on the inside track. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, I've asked to be on the inside track. I am not there yet. Oh, um, in that case, it's a life lesson about actually taking initiative and becoming one of the insiders instead of just <laughs> staying on the outside. Thank you, Eric, uh, for being a leader in your field. So they've added a chat window so you can highlight code and bring up a chat window and ask it to do things. So I've always thought of Copilot as you write a comment about like, hey, generate this code for me, right? And it's okay at that. Um, this was This made me... This is what made me try to sign up for the insiders is they have an array of user data, has an ID and a username. They highlight it all and it says, hey, update username to be last name and first name. And it splits the username and oh, gives wow. you both those fields. And I'm like, I have I have done that a lot with multiple cursors and that looks very nice. <laughs> There's a That's little inline cool. diff that you can see the changes it's about to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have more that you can do with the chat view. There's some things where you can get help debugging and knowing where to go. You can even ask it questions about VS Code, like how to configure things, um, add in some of their files, configure things and settings. So if you've ever wanted to know how to turn off breadcrumbs, you can ask right in VS Code now. So all that's on the inside track, uh, but coming soon to anybody who is a GitHub Copilot subscriber. So I'm interested to try again, especially that um, in-place editing. That seemed to be, to me, even more useful than the code generation. That's awesome. Yeah, a couple of people that I've talked to that have used this said that it was actually scary how intuitive it was. Um, even com- I think it was Daniel Garcia was talking about how they even was adding, he actually started to add a to-do, I think, and it actually completed the exact to-do that he was going to type out. 
And I was like, oh, that's just freaky scary. So, okay, cool. On a side note, I feel like GitHub nailed the naming of this AI tool by calling it Copilot. Yeah. Because they're very clear. You are the pilot developer. And you For should now. verify what your co-pilot does. <laughs> yes, good point. <laughs> so don't don't blindly take their code, but also it can save a lot of time. Yeah. Nope. That's true. That's true. Oh well, kind of a quick uh, quick podcast this week. I think I even with my interjections. Nice. Uh, we want to say thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. These individuals are personally and caring. These are caring Patreon supporters. I need to work that in there. Sorry. Uh, these videos are personally supporting our open source initiatives to ensure the great toolings like Command Box, Forge Box, Cold Box, Content Box, Test Box, Rule Box, and all the other boxes that keep getting continuous development uh, that they need. And it also uh, they also fund our cloud infrastructure uh, that our community relies on, like Forge Box for our package management with Command Box. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, and we'll put them there. It's patreon.com slash Ortis Solutions. Uh, don't forget we have annual memberships, so you can actually pay for the year and save 10%. So you're both, uh, you know, consistent budgeting, good for your boss, good for us. Everything works out well. See, everybody wins. There are some perks um, for subscribing, uh, bronze packages and up. You get a Forgebox Pro and CFCast subscription. All our Patreon supporters have this awesome profile badge on our community website, as well as their own private forum and the private channel on the box team Slack. You can access that community site at community.ordersolutions.com. And now, as is our tradition, we will read out the names of our top caring Patreon supporters. Very Thank caring. you so much to John Wilson at Synaptrix, Tomorrow's Guides, Jordan Clark, Gary Knight, Mario Rodriguez, Giancarlo Gomez, David Bellinger, Dan Card, Jeffrey McGee with Sunstar Media, Dean Monder, Nolan Irk, and Abdul Rahim. And thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You can get a full list of those on our website, ordersolutions.com slash about-us slash sponsors. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully you're having a wonderful uh, spring day if you're in the Northern Hemisphere or a wonderful fall day in the Southern. Very true. Thanks for joining us and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Bye now. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.